Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today is the 27th of May, 2022, and we have a Nationals victory to talk about. Nationals 7, Rockies 3 in Game 1 of their four-game set. We'll talk about that. Patrick Cor- Corbin getting his first win of the year. The Nationals winning back-to-back games. The bullpen looking strong. Offense looking better. Nelson Cruz is hot right now, so there's a whole lot of positive things Talk about for the Nationals, and we'll see if they can keep it rolling. We'll look ahead to see if they can as well. whole lot coming up on the show. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. It is the 27th of May, 2022. It is Friday. Hope you all are having a great start to your weekend uh, on the show. Once again, talk about the Nationals win. Before that, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Encourage you all to engage with us on YouTube have really enjoyed the comments that we've been seeing lately about things like the Juan Soto trade, how well Eric Fetty has been doing, Cabert Ruiz, all those kinds of things. So keep the engagement coming, guys. Really appreciate it. You know, the national season is difficult, so it's good if all of us can kind of talk about it. You're all, st- uh, you know, what you guys comment on gives me ideas for the show and really does help this thing keep rolling forward. So appreciate your all's comments. Uh, keep those coming. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you guys also leave thumbs up on the videos. And also, if you guys can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, over 400 episodes now. This is my third, well, not full season because the 2020 season was 60 games, but my third season covering the Nationals for Locked On. Really enjoyed it. You guys make it worth it. I love hearing feedback from you all, uh, whether it's good or it's bad. All right, so what you guys want to hear about, though, is another Nationals victory. But before we get there, you guys know what we have to do. We have to set it all up by looking at where the Washington Nationals are at this point in time. The Nationals are 16-30. and They are 13 uh, 13 games back of the first place New York Mets. They are now, let's see, do a quick math in my head, five and a half games back of the Braves, five and a half back of the Phillies. They are four back of the Marlins. They're 7-17 at home. They are 9-13 on the road. They have a minus 59 run differential. They've won two games in a row, which is the best winning streak in the National League East right now. They are 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. As mentioned, you know, it's, it's a 7-3 win. Before we get to that, it's been a really difficult season for the Nationals. We all know this. The Nationals last night got back-to-back wins for the first time since May 1st and May 3rd. Uh, and so that, that's the Nationals. They beat San Francisco on the road. And they beat Colorado in back-to-back games. They scored 21 runs combined. In a difficult season, you know, it's, it's good to see them stack some wins together. Just some positivity in general. It's always good to see. So the Nationals getting back-to-back wins. And I had told you all that, you know, hey, look, they've got the Rockies for four at home now. This is a team that's not been very good in the road historically is not very good on the road. This is a chance for the Nationals to take advantage 
and they did last night. And they won seven to three. And you guys know I love to talk about pitching. I think it's so important. So let us start with the pitching last night. Patrick Corbin, six and one third, seven hits, three earned runs, three Ks, just 80 pitches though on the evening. And I think they wanted to make sure they didn't take him too deep into the game because last time they did, they got burned. But Corbin in this game, guys, he has a rough, uh, you know, rough inning in the, I think it was the second, gives up the the three runs and then really was lights out the rest of the way. Uh, the give up one in the second and two in the third. Yeah. So, um, you know, at that point, then fourth fine, fifth fine, sixth sign, and a little bit in the seventh was fine as well. And for him, you know, I, we talked about wins and losses a whole lot, but for Patrick Corbin to finally get a win, because a couple times this year he's pitched and deserved a win. It's not like, you know, the games he's pitched in, um, you know, it's like not that they haven't all been awful, but Patrick Corbin has deserved a win and finally got, got one. Um, you know, I go back to that start, the eight inning start he made against the Rockies probably deserved a win. The five innings against the Mets, they lost four two, deserved to get a win in that situation. He's had a couple of those games this year where he's pitched well. There's been a whole lot of him not pitching well though. So, you know, to see him last night have that little rough spot and get through it, 14 ground balls on the evening last night. And the big thing was for the most part, the defense was up the challenge. I'll get a little bit to, to D strange Gordon here in a second, but um, just to see him get that win, right? Just to see Patrick Corbin pick up the first W for him since uh, September 23rd of 2021, when he went six and two thirds scoreless against the Reds. It was a three, two win for the nationals. That's the last time that he got a W and he did pitch pretty well in that final month of the season, especially those last two starts where he went 12 and two thirds and he got two, uh, two combined earned runs struck out 16 it, in that time frame. you know, to see him finally get this win now, it feels like, okay, it's been so up and down for him all year. And he gave up 10 earned runs in the last 11 innings that he pitched going into this game. Maybe the nationals can finally get some positive momentum because in this month, he's had five starts, at least in positive momentum from him, I mean. In, in this last month, he's had five starts, and three of them have been really good. The Rocky start, <clears throat> excuse me, the Rocky start I mentioned was really good. The Met start I mentioned was really good. And this start was really good. And the team played well behind him. And so you think about those three results. Now, he does have the Milwaukee one where it was, you know, five runs and five innings, and then uh, five runs and six innings against the Astros in there. But overall in the month, he has a 4.75 ERA, which is not great. But, you know, for a guy who had a 8.69 in the first month of the season, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously this is trending in the right direction. We're all about trends here. This is very, this is positive. It's just to kind of getting the monkey off of his back, finally getting that W, finally seeing, you know, yourself be able to put one in the win column. It's just got to feel really good for him. So I, I think... That is where I'm at, uh, you know, with Patrick Corbin. He's now one and seven on the year, the 6.30 ERA. Uh, Victor Arano yesterday, two thirds of an inning, scoreless. Tanner Rainey, two thirds or a whole inning for him, scoreless. And then Steve Ciszek, scoreless inning as well. These guys came in, got the job done in what was a relatively close ball game. The Nationals added a couple runs for insurance in the seventh and the eighth, but were able to get the you know able to get the job done there against what is a normally pretty good Rockies offense. And so it's kind of the same names we always hear 
uh, you know, Arano, Rainey, and and C-Shack. And it was cool to see, you know, Rainey come out in that eighth inning. You know, they continue to trust him in big spots. So I had not to go to him in the ninth. You know, uh, I think there were, um, you know, at times he's looked shaky. The Dodgers game got a little hairy, a little interesting there for him. But look, you know, there's a couple, uh, there are a couple moments this year where he's come in and things have not gone great. Uh, that game against the Angels where he blew the save wasn't very good. Uh, the Astros getting up two runs, you know, wasn't great. And then also, uh, you know, I mean, one run, you know, the game against the, um, uh, against the Marlins obviously wasn't good either. Um, but generally speaking, he's looked really strong. C-Shack kind of needed a bounce back. It was good to see that as well in Arano, you know, good Lord. That guy really has just become the, um, He's the full Wander Suero, right? I mean, he is everything that Davey loves in a reliever. He is the ultimate bridge guy. And I feel like he pitches every single game the Nationals have. Uh, or at least, maybe maybe I'm wrong here. Every other game the Nationals have. I usually like to do this, so let's just see for him um, on this season. So, uh, let's see. They've played 46 total games. And Arano has made uh, 21 appearances. I think uh, 20 appearances, excuse me. So, I mean, you know, this guy has been so active for the Nationals this year and, and it's a good job of getting them out of innings, finishing innings off. You can give them a full inning when they need one. Um, you know, just a guy who's recovering from surgery. Obviously, this this month has not been uh, his best month. Uh, you know, 8-2-2 ERA on the month, but it was one six four last month. You know, he did have the San Francisco game where it didn't really matter. They won the game anyway. Miami game earlier in the month where he really got tagged and then uh, the Dodgers got to him in an inning of work too. But for a guy who doesn't pitch a ton, you know, those certain starts are going to show up on his stat line. I feel like generally speaking, we're all going to be pretty pleased with Arano's performance as a guy that we've mentioned before. And, you know, I think that's a guy they should probably keep just because they use him so much. Um, I think it's somebody who's going to be valuable for them just as a bridge guy, you know, the rest of the season just to keep him and to get themselves to their back end guys. All right, quick break in the action. And then we'll talk about the offense, baby, which came to play been pretty quiet as of late. It came to play last night against Herman Marquez. Uh, we'll get to that in one second, but first, quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at Built.com today. And that's Built.com today. Once again, promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. They've got the puffs. Right now, they've got the brownie batter puffs. They've got the birthday cake puffs. They're both awesome. They're both delicious. You guys will love them both. They have the Built Go. They have the Built Boost. All stuff that is good and good for you all. Once again, Built.com today. It's Built.com, promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1-5-LOCK-15, for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so offensively, how did the Nationals get this thing done last night? Well, they really got it going early. Four runs in the first against Marquez, and they did it with a variety of guys. Top of the lineup was big time. Nelson Cruz drives in a run. Josh Bell goes nearly yaya, hits the top of the wall, about a foot away from going out. And Yadiel Hernandez, those guys, Nelson Cruz of late has been really good. We'll get to him just in one second. Also, Cesar Hernandez got an extra base hit. Don't see many of those, right? And then Josh Bell sack fly later in the game, and then a bunt single for Victor Robles uh, that allowed D. Strange Gordon to score. So 
The Nationals offense as of late, like what really has been working for them? You know, Soto's getting on. He's hitting 232 now, just having a down year with the bat uh, at, at this, you know, with the bat. I mean, without the bat, you know, he's kind of taking the bat out of his hands, still walking a really good deal, right? This is a guy who's still getting on base, um, you know, at an at a extremely impressive clip. He's still at 376 on base uh, right now, still has a positive war. Yeah, this is a this is the down year of down years for him. But stuff is happening around him. You have to admit, the Nationals are doing some things offensively at times. Cesar Hernandez, two hits last night. K. Bear Ruiz, one for four last night. Nelson Cruz goes one for three with a walk and drives in a run. Josh Bell, one for three after his cold streak. Yadi Hernandez cooled off just a bit, but he goes one for three. And then D. Strange Gordon, two for three. That average is climbing. Get to him in one second. We got to do Nelson Cruz first, though. Okay, folks? Nelson Cruz has really been heating up as of late. He got off to such an abysmal start. That first month, well, here are the splits, 155, 253, 226, 479. That is a 155 average. That is a 253 on base, a 226 slugging percentage, and a 479 OPS. Well, what has the month of, uh, of May brought to Nelson? In 73 ABs, Nelson Cruz is hitting 315, 363 on base, 438 slugging, 801 OPS. He's driven in 13 runs. He's hit two home runs, really not hitting for a ton of power this year, but still able to drive in a lot of runs. And especially as of late, Nelly has been red hot. He is currently on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game hitting streak in four of those games have been multi-hit efforts. The weird thing about it is Juan Soto is not getting on base uh, right ahead of it, or not getting on base, but he's not you know hitting right ahead of him. So it's kind of a thing where they're not really keeping the line moving. Also, Josh Bell slumping. But when now that Nelson Cruz is heating up, right, he becomes much more valuable for the Nats because obviously, A, yes, he's going to help that offense out a whole heck of a lot. They need his bat. If this offense is going to be, you know, perform like they did last night, they 100% are. And also, you know, the Nationals, when you get a player in like that, um, you know, and you're paying him pretty well, you know, you thinking, okay, with his age, with where he is, the universal DH, this guy has to be an asset for us near the trade deadline. Somebody's going to have to want him. And look, his numbers on the whole year aren't great, but the fact that he's really heated up in this month, you know, you can basically sell teams on the player that he currently is not the player he was in the first month. Those recency numbers really matter, right? You'd hate it if it was flipped around. You really wouldn't like it if he started off with the uh, you know the really good month and then went to the month that was not as good because obviously that would put you in a situation where hey, okay, you know, is this guy falling off at his age? No, he's proving right now that he has got plenty left in the tank and be a productive member of an offense. Got the average up to twenty nine. Um, and obviously he's driven in, you know, 24 runs for an offense that's not driving in runs at an extremely high clip this year. You know, he is uh, he is one of the leaders in that category. But you look at him, you know, this is a guy that has had to do the change of scenery thing before in a season. He did it with Tampa last year. It didn't go, you know, excellent for him when he did change scenery. But uh, this is a guy that right now is not, you know, is not not tearing the cover off the ball on, on the whole, but as of late really has been. He's been the Nationals' best hitter the last 20 games. There's no debating that. So when Nelson Cruz does this, his value obviously goes up. They need him to stay hot. You know, I, I was kind of waiting for the perfect time to talk about this. 
I just wanted to give it time. And now we, you know, this we're approaching now. Let's see. What is it? Uh, next time you guys hear from me, it will be on Sunday. So it's Friday of the 28th, 29th is the next time that you all will hear from me on this podcast, 29th to 30th. And at that point we'll have the full month sample size, but we you know we're basically close enough now to have the full month. So a month like that, I mean, I've been waiting to make sure it's no fool's gold. And it has not been, he's been really good. 23 hits in the month, 13 RBIs, two home runs, as well, and also working counts a little bit, but he's up there to be aggressive, though. He's he's up there to be aggressive. Um, you know, he's he's swinging uh, a better bat this month, you know, uh, than he was last month. Struck out a decent amount, but still, that's what they want. They want him up there swinging the, the bat, and he's done a really good job of that this month. OPS climbing uh, to over 800, so it's you know everything's trending in a positive direction for him right now. One more quick word from our sponsors, and a couple more guys to talk to. D, uh, talk about D Strange Gordon. Should he be the everyday shortstop now? A little bit about that. But first, one more word from the old sponsors. The Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you all by our friends at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. You guys can go to BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. When you all do, use the promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15. For, excuse me, no, not, no, no promo code there. Get my ad reads mixed up. Go to BetOnline and BetOnline.net today when you guys do. It's free to sign up. They have the best deals, the best news, the best odds on uh, playoff hockey, playoff basketball, eSports, F1, NASCAR, UFC, boxing, obviously Major League Baseball as well. Go to BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right, so another guy who's been hitting very well as of late is D Strange Gordon. And look, it's it's not a huge sample size, all right? But he is now getting to the point where, look, um, things weren't really going particularly well for our man's LCD's Escobar at, at, at shortstop. Just not the defensive player that he once was, not the offensive player at all he even was last year. And so the Nationals have, told, have torn, uh, torn, have turned, to another older gentleman in the form of D strange Gordon. And so for him, you know, on the year, he's hitting 283 with a 283 on base, uh, 326 slugging, 609 OPS. But, you know, as of late, I mean, he really always only played uh, a whole lot in this month, but he's been really good. You know, five hits in his last eight at bats right now, he, you know, he's hot and in his last uh, five games, he has had eight hits total. So this guy is, you know, somebody right now, it's not a huge sample size, well, when I watch him also on defense, he's just moving around a lot better on the defensive end of things, uh, you know, than, than I feel like Alcides Escobar is. And I thought he played a really good defensive shortstop last night for the Nationals. Um, does have two errors in, in the uh, 11 games that he's played at short, but I, I feel like this is the point right now where it's like, look, they should probably roll with this guy at shortstop. Alcides Escobar just did not feel like it was working out too well. I thought he was sharp last night, and I thought any mistakes that were made really, you know, they didn't really feel like um, much of them, didn't really feel like a whole lot of that was on him last night. It, it felt like for the Nationals, uh, you know, Josh Bell has had some, has had some issues. It called two. Um, you, got the, you got the error fielding on D. Strange Gordon, but Josh Bell had a bad throw. And so I feel like, you know, even though with the error last night, even though he's made two total, I, I'm more confident with him. And I feel like his speed gives them a different dimension. I feel like just because he's hitting better, they should probably roll with him. I mean, if you're going to play an old guy at shortstop, just play the older, better guy, D. Strange Gordon, and uh, you know, see what it see what happens. And I feel like last night 
was good enough for me to say, hey, this should be kind of him moving forward. I think we're going to see him continually get the reps there uh, playing that shortstop position. I think that's where the Nationals have to go. So Nationals win 7-3. to three. Let's see, man. You get three more games against the Rockies, a team that is 6-13 on the road, and that's 7-17, seven and 17, but you've won two in a row. Uh, you know, they've done that three times this year, I think it is total, you know, let's just see if the Nationals can keep this rolling and, and see if they can pick up some wins. I know it doesn't, you know, may not result in playoff spot or, you know, contention or whatever. And you know, that's what fans ultimately want, but uh, some positivity I think would be nice for all of us because the Nationals have dropped seven straight series. Now to win this series, you know, they're going to need two more wins. could be difficult considering it not very good. Um, but, but I mean, you, you, you know, you're, you win one more game and you're not going to lose it. And I guess that's something positive, right? Uh, for a team that's not winning a whole lot, you know, not losing the series could be big. We'll see what happens. You guys make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, friends, enjoy your weekend until next time. As always stay safe.